This is Shuja Rabani, and you are listening to the Pod Your Heart Out podcast. I believe that the right to work in a safe and healthy work environment is everyone's human right. A workplace where there is humanity in human resources and a place where leadership leads by example. Join me in today's conversation if you see yourself as an advocate for that kind of workplace. If you're a business executive, you're going to want to pay very close attention to this episode because I'm talking about all things corporate governance. And the example that I'm going to share about how an employee, well, a former employee now of one of the big four accounting firms had basically blown the lid off a case and sued the company and won. It really is a cautionary tale for all the leaders and business executives out there when it comes to their shady business practices, their ethical norms, and the standards that they live by and work by because it only takes one employee, just one employee to speak up, bite the bullet, and everything can just flare up. And this is a classic example of a case like that. It's a story that really shows that if you are not living by your own ethical standards or what you display to be your ethical standards to the public, only one legal case is enough to basically expose everything about your company and the practices that are conducted and ruin your global reputation. That's probably why a lot of the companies have a very strict, I suppose, very strict regulations around what kind of information goes out to social media or even for employees displaying their discontent with the work practices on social media. That's a different topic. I will be having other podcasts in future, which will talk specifically about rules and regulations around social media and how corporations are very strict about it. However, in this particular case, an employee of Ernst & Young lodged a legal case against them in the United Kingdom and won the case. The judge had ordered EY to pay him 11 million US dollars. And talks about how Ernst & Young had pretty much colluded with an organization to hide illicit exports and help them obscure audit findings that included what they suspected was money laundering. These are very serious allegations. And when you end up in court against your own employee who alleges something against you and ends up winning for just one employee to win against a multi-billion dollar corporation like that, this story, I think, needs a lot more attention. Sadly, what happens with a lot of these multi-billion dollar corporations is that when an employee blows a whistle, blows a whistle on unethical practices, it can be for whatever other reason, they end up getting labeled as the disgruntled employee. Oftentimes, I don't necessarily agree with that term. It's a very common term used for whistleblowers. And whistleblowers are usually people who end up being so frustrated that they have no other choice but to take matters to public because when they raise things internally, either through human resources or internal channels of audit, 
and nobody pays any attention and they don't see any result, they don't see any follow-up or things being done to make any changes, right changes, and usually that's how it ends up. They end up getting out of the organization and going public. But this is just something that I don't think Ernst & Young could have ever controlled because there's a lot of other details in terms of how they've been muddying up audit work, audit papers, um, and just really the scandal doesn't stop there because there's other recent incidents that they talk about with the other big four accounting firms like KPMG and PricewaterhouseCoopers as well. How, for example, their staff in South Africa had deserted them um, over their involvement in corruption scandals. Whereas with, for example, with PricewaterhouseCoopers, they talk about how it is being investigated in the UK for alleged misconduct by its Italian office on audit work for telecoms company, British Telecom. So with a lot of these big companies, because they have so much money, when news like this gets out, they're able, their, their public relations companies are able to really monitor their, their online reputation. Um, their legal teams are on these topics straight away. They try and you know, shut things down, shut stories down hush things down as much as possible. That's how they control a lot of these stories. But it only takes one employee, one legal case to be made public to really bring a multi-billion corporation down to its knees. It's a very interesting story. I will be putting the link under the podcast. Um, so feel free if you want to hear the, you know, read up the full article, you're more than welcome. But you can always look at the follow-up stories online as well. So if you happen to be in human resources, if you are a business executive, this is a cautionary tale. The importance of corporate governance is at the very heart and soul of, a, of an organization. If you happen to ignore it, this is exactly the kind of things that can backfire. You have leaders at the highest level of the corporation that are involved in all kinds of corrupt practices. and if they're not being audited correctly, if they are not being watched over properly, people can lean towards practices which end up costing companies millions and millions of dollars. And of course, monetarily, but then there's also the intangible cost of reputation damage that happens. And next time, for example, when people want to apply for a company like Ernst & Young or want to work with somebody who comes from a company like Ernst & Young, they would be thinking twice that, okay, well, I read this article or this is what was published. These are the kind of practices that were happening in your offices in this part of the world. So yes, the damage, the intangible damage to reputation can outlast much more than what the $11 million to the employee could ever do because $11 million for a multi-billion dollar corporation like Ernst & Young is nothing. They'll make that up at the blink of an eye. But it will take a lot more work to recover reputational damage that's done as a result of illegal, unethical practices like this. Companies that have non-disclosure agreements upon joining or if they happen to have non-disclosure clauses written down very, very minutely somewhere in the footer of their policies. This kind of case is an example that even your own non-disclosure agreements will not protect you because that is exactly the reason why people go out and start whistleblowing. 
So if you're in human resources, if you are a business leader, it's a time to reflect and really ask yourself, you know, do you have the right people with the right character in place when you put teams together? Can you trust them? How do you build integrity? You know, it's something that comes as part of a person's character. How do you measure integrity? And to really make sure that you are putting the right people in the right jobs, especially handling critical tasks where someone's integrity is of utmost importance, because how your employees behave is going to end up how the company is being perceived upon at the end of the day. This is exactly that kind of example where if an employee observes something that doesn't align with their own personal values, and it's very obvious that it's not right what the others are doing, and they end up going out and speaking to the public or lodging a legal case, then you better be very prepared for what the outcome might be. And that is it for this episode. If you have anything else to add or any comment or feedback to give, you are more than welcome to pod your heart out and write to me at info at podyourheartout.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, have a good day.